Welcome to Political Beatdown. I'm Ben Micellis, joined by Michael Cohen. We have a lot to discuss. I woke up this morning on the West Coast to news that the first domino to fall in the Georgia Rico case was the release, the cranking Sidney Powell. I guess it was released and now deceased. Sidney Powell has pled guilty to six of the counts. As part of this plea agreement, they were reduced to misdemeanor. She has to pay a fine, but more significantly, she has to proffer against her RICO co-defendants, including Donald Trump, and she's already entered into a proffer session. We will discuss. Then we go to New York Attorney General Letitia James with a powerful press conference outside of court yesterday. We are in week three of the civil fraud case. I want to talk about some developments there, including a bombshell development just moments ago where one of the witnesses that worked with the Trump organization was shown deposition testimony of Eric Trump, where Eric Trump tried to downplay his role in the Trump organization. And the witness was asked, is that consistent with your experience of dealing with Eric Trump? And the witness said, absolutely not. And then I want to talk about the chaos taking place in the House of Representatives, not by both sides, by the one side, the MAGA Republican Party, that it's now come to the point where people who are not supporting Jim Jordan for speaker are receiving death threats. There's total chaos and confusion. What's going on? Apparently, Jim Jordan may want to go bring the vote back to the floor as these death threats are taking place and the holdouts are no longer even speaking to Jim Jordan and his allies. It is a total mess, but this is political beatdown where we disentangle the mess and we talk about what is going on across the country. Michael Cohen in the center of it all. How are you doing, sir? Oh, uh, I'm hanging in there. You know, every day I'm feeling, you know, I wish I could say that I was feeling better, um, but uh, I'm not, you know. So just to give, you know, one of the concerns uh, as to why I had put this off as I shared with my brigaders uh, is that I thought I had yet another blood clot uh, in my left leg. It turns out that it's, thank God, it's not a blood clot. Uh, I do, however, have engorgement of the femoral vein, and that actually has to come out. Uh, I'll do that after uh, I, you know, after I finish testifying, because there's not a chance in the world that I'm going to, you know, not testify. Uh, I made, as I had said to uh, brigaders on our last um, segment, I made a promise to a very good man. And um, I'm referring to um, the late Congressman Elijah Cummings, that I would continue um, in this journey. And I would continue this path of holding truth to power, that I would continue on this path of ensuring that at the end of the day, that it's not my legacy that's, you know, that's um, in question, um, that I will not be the victim of or the villain of Donald Trump's story. And so I will continue to tell the truth, uh, whether it exonerates him or it implicates him. Uh, you could all make that determination for yourself. 
But at the end of the day, that's um, where I stand. And uh, here's something that's interesting too. You know, you may remember uh, when I was originally when I pled. And by the way, you may have seen my Twitter account at Michael Cohen two one two when I first saw that Sydney released the Kraken Powell. Um, you know, pled and that they gave her probation. Uh, I call bullshit on it. Um, I mean, she's getting probation. I don't give a fuck about her law license or any of the fines that she has to pay. You know, fuck that. She should lose her law license and she should pay a fine. But to get probation simply for what? Because she's testifying? Who testified against this ass more than me? The answer is nobody. But you know, I ended up, I got a six-year sentence, three years incarceration, three years between uh, home confinement and supervised release for another guy getting his mushroom dick pulled by a porn star. Six years. And she gets what? Probation for trying to overturn a free and fair election? For being part of that that cabal of assholes that tried to destroy democracy. Now I'm not okay with it. And you know what? The truth is nobody really needs her to testify. The information that they have on all of them is so overwhelming. Okay, good for her. She did what she needed to do and she will now be forced to tell the truth. But I don't know. Um, I, like I said, um, I know there's a much bigger picture here, but I still have this, this anger towards the Department of Justice and the system, which I just find completely, completely corrupt. Yeah, well, there is a much bigger picture here. And I'm all it's, for it. It's 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 easy for yes, someone for like everybody me else and everyone else to That's say, well, right. here's the strategy of where I think this fits in. I mean, you were put in solitary confinement for over Twice. 50 twice, you know, and one occasion over 50 days in a row because you wanted to invoke your First Amendment rights. And so when you experience the trauma, when you go through the PTSD that you now suffer as a result of those experiences, I, I get it. And for people like me or others to even try to have this debate with you and go, well, here's how uh, Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis sees this and here's how it falls. I mean, your point is, look what they did to me. And what I did was not even a fraction of anywhere near all of this. And, and so I, let's get into that, though. I think that is the type of discussion and debate that you don't really see anywhere else. But first, let's show everybody what went down this morning. And my phone started buzzing right around 7 a.m. my time on the West Coast. And, um, you know, I start walking my dogs around that time. And I said, what's, what's going on? I usually try not to look at the phone right away because then it throws me right into all of the news. And I said, all right, what's going on here? And this is what I saw. Play the clip, Salty. All right, Ms. Powell, I just have a few questions for you. Do you understand the nature of the charges that have been reaccused and that you would be pleading guilty to today? I do, sir. And you've heard all the rights that uh, the state has gone through that you would waive by going forward with this plea. Do you still wish to waive those rights? I do. And are you pleading guilty today because you agree that there is a sufficient factual basis, that there are enough facts that support this plea of guilty? I do. Mr. Rafferty, are you satisfied your client is competent in understanding that the plea is voluntary and that there is a sufficient factual basis for entering this plea? Yes, Ross. 
I agree and find that there is a sufficient factual basis. And I find this plea of guilty to be knowingly, voluntarily, and intelligently entered. Uh, there's been a request uh, that the sentence be entered under the First Defender Act, and the court will approve that request, withhold adjudication. Uh, but I must notify you, Ms. Powell, that you're not allowed to withdraw your plea simply because you do not comply with the terms of the sentence. And the terms of that sentence would be as recommended by the parties. Uh, on count one, conspiracy to commit intentional interference with the performance of election duties, the sentence would be 12 months probation. And counts two through six would also be 12 months probation consecutive to each other and to count one uh, for a total term of essentially six years probation, but we're going to translate that into months for the sentence sheet. Special conditions would include a $6,000 fine with $1,000 for each count, restitution to be paid in the amount of $2,700 uh, to the Secretary, Georgia Secretary of State's office. Uh, you are uh, to have written a letter, uh, which you've already satisfied. You're also to provide a recorded proffer with the state, which you've already satisfied. You're to testify truthfully uh, against any and all co-defendants in this matter at any uh, upcoming proceedings. You are not to have any communication with any witness, any co-defendant or any member of the media concerning uh, the facts or circumstances of this case. And uh, you to provide all documents to the district attorney's office uh, as uh, requested and relevant to this case. Again, Mr. So as I was watching that, some of the key things that I, you know, had heard there is that a proffer had already taken place. And so the deal, we, we don't know what was specifically said at the proffer session yet, but obviously the proffer session is where Sidney Powell would basically have to, in order to get a deal like this, be cooperative, explain the broader RICO conspiracy here to the satisfaction of the Fulton County District Attorney. So that is probably a bombshell proffer that we don't have access to. But I hear you, Cohen. It's just like I we mean, were. Is it any different, by the way, Ben and Brigaders, than the sweetheart deal that they gave Alan Weisselberg, a fucking dirtbag who was involved in every single financial transaction that's taken place in the Trump organization over the course of the last 50 years? Seriously? What kind of horseshit is this? 12 months, $2,000? Do you know that I was, I was forced when I pled guilty to the Karen McDougal scenario, and all you need to do is Google it, it was David Pecker who paid the $150,000. All I did is review as a lawyer the legal agreement between Karen McDougal and AMI the National Enquirer and David Pecker, and David wanted his money back from Trump, who had promised. And of course, you can imagine, did Trump end up paying it back? The answer, of course, is no. He doesn't pay anybody. But I ended up being fined $50,000. $50,000 for what? For Karen McDougal having an affair with Trump? And because I looked over a contract, an agreement, an NDA between the two? I mean, she gets a $2,000 fine, 12 months? Ah, come on, man. You know, the problem is if you allow if you allow these individuals, these lenient sentences, and I know there's a bigger picture, and I'm trying to be bigger, and I'm trying to be better, but I'm so disgusted because Sidney Powell 
was right there, smack in the dead center of the shit with Rudy Colludi, drunken Giuliani, with the Steve Bannons and the Alex Jones running on Fox News with Hannity and fucker Carlson and doing what? Continuing to promote the big lie, which is nothing shy of trying to overthrow our democracy. Everything that I had said when I was sitting before the House Oversight Committee, when I said that my biggest fear is if that Trump loses the election, there will never be peaceful transfer of power. And I was, of course, I was correct. And she was the one that was helping to promote it. So 12 months probation, $2,000 is a, as a, as a fine of restitution of like $1,000 for each count. Come on, man. If you want, if you want to throw the book at him, you do it the way that they did it to, for example, Alex Jones. You hit him into the billions, or like what's happening with Rudy Colludi right now. Now they shouldn't just be able to just walk over this. I'm sorry, you know. And again, I'm sorry to everybody for the rant and for not being satisfied that. We now have the second person in this Georgia case, the second person to jump ship, something I said that they would all do. Go back to my MSNBC appearances on uh, whether it was uh, Ari Melber, Joy Reid, or Nicole Wallace on all of them, even with Reverend Al. I turn around and I told you they would all jump ship because when when that hammer is, you know, is on just – behind your head and this ready for somebody to take a swing with it, you know that they're going to give up because number one, financially, nobody, unless you're a mega billionaire, can afford to fight the government. That's number one. Number two, when they have the information, the documentation, uh, the documentary evidence and the testimony of so many people that um, are all co- that all corroborate one simple fact that they are all guilty of the allegations and the charges. What's the point? What's the point to fight so that you end up with seven, eight, nine years behind bars? None of them are willing to do that for Trump, a guy who will throw them under the bus in a split second. Watch what happens next. All of a sudden, Trump is like, Sidney Powell who? Huh? What do you mean? What does she say? Who cares what she said? Nobody knows what she's talking about. She, she was she was a low-level secretary. She used to get us coffee. That's all she did. He's going to sit there. He's going to denigrate her now. He's going to call her like all of his magamoronic, you know, fanatics, calling her, you know, a rat, a liar, you know, a this, a that, you know, a felon. A, I mean, that's all that they're going to do. They're just going to look to denigrate her, and they, they think that that's the way to win a case. Not so. Let me offer this perspective too. So it is um, 12 months for each count. There were six counts that she pled to. So it's about six years probation, but the point is still well taken. You mentioned Alex Jones and Rudy Giuliani and the accountability that they're facing. One of the distinctions though, as well, is that those are civil cases. This doesn't make her not liable for that. So the big billion dollar judgment against Alex Jones was a defamation case brought against him. Criminal penalties just aren't in that same sphere as the civil penalties. Criminals about incarceration, about someone's you know liberty and their freedom. So yep. she could still be sued civilly. And Rudy Giuliani also is a defamation case, and that is a civil lawsuit. And, and my perspective is this, um, and the pun is intended, that the jury is still out 
on Fulton County District Attorney Phony Willis's strategy here. The fact that she offered a lenient deal to one of 19 uh, of the co-defendants in this RICO case. Now you have two of the 19 who have pled guilty. If you're looking at your list of guilty and the people who have not yet pled, you've already picked apart two. And ultimately, if you want to get an expeditious as possible case against Donald Trump with all of the witnesses lined up without the sideshow, without all of the uh, other uh, distractions, you know, this approach is potentially one fruit. And let me just contrast it for an example with special counsel Jack Smith, where Sidney Powell is an unindicted co-conspirator. So as between special counsel Jack Smith he avoided being so aggressive as to, you know, and probably the right thing many could argue was, no, you bring Sidney Powell in, don't just make her an unindicted co-conspirator. But he avoided the kind of headache and delays that inevitably would have happened if you brought in Sidney Powell and Eastman and Giuliani and others who remain unindicted co-conspirators, right? And, and so it will be a little more difficult to uh, maneuver and ensure the right compliance while they invoke their Fifth Amendment rights in that case. Now, not only is what Fulton County District Attorney Phony Willis doing helpful in the Georgia prosecution, it's actually hugely helpful for special counsel Jack Smith also, who did not, and this could have been part of the strategy that special counsel Jack Smith was thinking about. I'm going to leave him as unindicted co-conspirators because I've got a hunch that Fulton County District Attorney Phony Willis is going to indict them. And if they plead, I will get the benefit of having access to the proffer agreement to use in the case that's going to trial March of 2024 against Donald Trump. So to me, there's, you know, here's the one thing that I do know, whereas Donald Trump not only just plays checkers, but it's kind of like he's just, it's, it's, it's like a, a kindergartner who you show checkers and you're trying to teach him. And it's just, <laughs> I know that Fulton County District Attorney Phony Willis is operating with intention. She's acting very intentionally, rationally, the same way special counsel Jack Smith is. The same and way all, Attorney General Tish James is doing it. They're all acting professionally. Yep. You see, that's the difference. But, you know, one of the funny things that I constantly hear from these MAGA supporters, Ben, is, yeah, but you used to work for Donald, and Donald was an asshole, and you used to do terrible things. You mean I sued people? You know, as a lawyer, okay, maybe they were – they were strong-armed type lawsuits, or maybe the conversation with them about potential lawsuits were, were harsh. But so what? Isn't that what the lawyers, could you imagine, is there anybody out there right now that would say, you know, I'd rather hire a lawyer who's soft and who's, you know, willing to say, um, okay, you know, um, all right, if you're not going to be, you know, fair to my client, well, yeah, um, that's okay. We'll just pay the difference and so on. Or do you want a sharp elbow lawyer who's going to bring the results? That's what I was. I didn't work for Donald when he was in the White House. Yes, I supported him. I supported him like 70 million Americans did because I too 
First of all, I was in the cult. I don't walk away from that, but I too believe the bullshit. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine today and we were talking about the very first day when he came down the escalator, that very famous, that very famous day when he went on that ridiculously stupid rant about Mexicans and so on. And that wasn't the speech he was supposed to give. He basically left the speech that we had been talking about for months upstairs and decided he was going to wing it. Why? Because he thought that he was going to take this popularist view. And I didn't, I never, like so many others, never expected that he was going to become the worst version of himself imaginable. But I didn't work in the White House. What I did, I did for a New York myopic small family real estate branding development company. And you know what? I have stood up. I have testified with the Mueller. If you read the Mueller report, I am the second most mentioned person in the entire Mueller report, only second to Don McGahn, who was, who was chief counsel for the White House. Then I testified seven times before Congress, 23 before the Manhattan DA, and part of that was the New York Attorney General's case. I had opened up almost a dozen different investigations into him, and yet I still was charged and received 36 months incarceration and 36 months home confinement and supervised release. In fact, I am still on supervised release for another year. I can't get the judge to let me off it, despite the fact I should have been off it a long time ago. I mean, the whole thing is absolute bullshit and crazy. While some of these or bulk of the prosecutors are all off it, like Guggenheim partners, they're off over at, um, you know, uh, McDermott, Will, and Emery, they're off at Lowenstein, Sandler, and Davis Polk, all taking seven-figure salaries, you know, with their bio saying, oh, successfully prosecuted, biggest 21st century case, U.S. versus Michael Cohen. First of all, none of them prosecuted me. I pled guilty to a one-page <laughs> one information because they threatened. They threatened me on a Friday night at 5.30 p.m. that if I didn't come in and plead guilty on Monday, they were filing an 80-page indictment against my wife. That was the first time they fucked me. Second time, they lured me down to 500 Pearl Street regarding getting an ankle monitor after I was out. Done nothing wrong. I was on the furlough. All of a sudden, they give me a document. Could you imagine? They created a document solely for me. It wasn't that this is a legitimate federal document. It was a document created by Trump and Bill Barr and the BOP and this guy Pakula and Enid Phoebus and you know, this guy McFarlane, the whole group of them. They all went ahead and they produced a document knowing I could never sign it because my first book, Disloyal, was already with the publisher or was going to the publisher that I can't speak to media. I can't write a book. I can't do any television. I can't, you know, my family can't, friends can't, violating my First Amendment constitutional right. And when I said, hey, the language here, it's, it just doesn't work. And I was with my lawyer, my friend, Jeff Levine, since we were 14 years old, the guy's my friend and still to this day, all of a sudden three marshals show up bigger than, bigger than the fucking wall, right? And uh, Mr. Cohen, turn around and face the wall. They handcuff and shackle me. And I'm still waiting for, you know, Ted Lieu, Hakeem Jeffries, and so many other members of Congress who have already made requests, right, to have this investigated. Um, Dan Goldman uh, has done it, Congressman Steve Cohen, Jamie Raskin, Senator Dick Durbin, so many people. And yet 
We still can't get, despite the fact it's a democratically controlled government, we still can't get FOIA documents. I still can't get anything. There's no movement whatsoever. And this is the problem. And this is what needs to be changed. And then you have the United States attorney from the Southern District of New York, the former one, Jeff Berman, going on TV, writing a book yep. and just admitting we were influenced by Trump. He tampered with our normal process and procedures, you know, and he says it and he gets a hero welcome from the media. But what that meant is in real time when the power was what he was craving Berman went along with it. And finally, Berman had enough of it. But Berman went along with it for a substantial period of time that deprived lots of people of their life, liberty, and property. And, and you're an example of that. Like that yet, part of it, whenever he's a seven figure And he has a seven-figure salary at one of these law firms now. Can you imagine? So he gets rewarded and I get imprisonment. And by the way, to some of these mega assholes that happen to be out there right now, you know, trying to troll our show, you don't belong here. All right. You, you truly don't belong here. And I say that because you don't want to know the truth. I don't mind if you have an animus for me. I truly don't. What I do mind is when you want to listen to the fucker Carlsons or the Sean Hannity's or the Donald Trump's or the Jim Bag Jordans or the Marjorie Toilet Greens, and you want to accept their word as the gospel. It is not. None of them tell the truth. They are all absolute fucking liars. All you need to do is learn to read. All right. And if you don't know how to read, Go to audiobook and get the book Revenge. So that way you could, I'm sure you could hear unless you're deaf, right? And if that's possible, you know, if that, no problem, we'll get you a book in Braille. I don't care. Know the facts because that's what the Midas Touch Network is all about. That's what political beatdown. But with me and Ben, it's all about. It's the truth, raw and unfiltered. You may not like the way we speak. You're certainly me. You may not like the way that I say things, couch things, but I don't give a shit. Don't you understand that? I don't give a shit. And the more that you think that you're attacking me, all you're doing is you're, you're promoting me. You understand how foolish that you are? I will continue to the day I die to ensure that every single person knows the truth of what happened. I was never in Prague. Right. Right. Well, my lie, my big lie, the number of times that I claim to have talked to Donald about the failed Trump Tower Moscow real estate project. I said three. The real answer was 10. You think that that's stopping anyone from using me as a key witness? You listening to me, you dumbass? A key witness? Yeah. Right. A key witness. And you know what? Only you, only you and the other MAGA morons think that. By saying what you're saying, that I can't be trusted. Every single thing that I have said has turned out to be accurate, truthful. It was stated by the Mueller team, stated by everyone thereafter. Yeah, I supported Donald. You know who else did? 69,999,999 other people did. I too fell for the bullshit until, until I realized no more that this man wants to destroy our democracy. So if you actually care about this country, I don't care whether you like me or not, know the facts. Facts matter. And that's all you're ever going to get from us here on Political Beatdown. And that's all you're ever going to get on the Midas Touch Network. Well said. And when you study the facts, 
you are able to create uh, predictive measures of the future. I mean, all of the facts that were available to you when you testified before Congress, February of 2019, was that Donald Trump is not going to leave peacefully. You said it loud right there, and you got a lot of pushback for saying that right there when you said it in February of 2019. And you told everybody, here's the data, here's the malignant narcissist sociopath that I knew, here's how it's getting worse, here's how it's going to go down on January 6th of 2021. You called it in February of 2019 before anybody else. And that's why when we speak to the brigaders, when we have these discussions, when Michael Cohen and I have respectful debates where we don't always agree on all of the issues, um, but our debates are always respectful, we focus on the data and then we try to utilize the data to make sure we're safeguarding our democracy together. I want to talk about New York Attorney General Letitia James right now. She gave a press conference yesterday where she mentioned your name. In just a moment, I want to play that. And I, of course, want you to respond to it as you are mentioned in the press conference, very prominently in this press conference. Before doing that, I want to remind all of the brigaders that this show is not funded by any outside investors at all. And we do that because we want to make sure that we have control (laughs) over this content and you are getting the best research, unfiltered, unapologetically pro-democracy. So if you want to help support the growth of this independent media platform, go to patreon.com slash political beatdown. Here's how you spell it. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash political beatdown after our episodes like the one today we do exclusive after show content there i've described it as a living breathing autobiography of michael cohen where he's shared very intimate and undisclosed details about his childhood law school why he went to law school his experiences in prison writing a bestseller while in prison and he reflects on the current moment where he is set to testify as well in the new york attorney general civil fraud case also today we will be announcing when our live zoom will take place so if you ever wanted to meet michael cohen ask him a question directly you do it on our patreon we will release the details of when that live will take place this month go to patreon.com political beatdown right now we're going to take a quick break and when we get back i'm going to show the new york attorney general letitia james press conference where your name michael cohen was mentioned and i want to get your response we'll be right back after this quick break Ben Micellis here. Did you know that your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? If you wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend you check out Miracle Made's bed sheets. Inspired by NASA, Miracle Made uses silver infused fabrics and makes temperature regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. Using silver infused fabrics originally inspired by NASA, Miracle Made sheets are 
thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long so you get better sleep every night. These sheets are infused with silver that prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets. No more gross odors. And get this, Miracle Sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands and feel as nice, if not nicer, than bed sheets used by some five-star hotels. Stop sleeping on bacteria. Bacteria can clog your pores, causing breakouts and acne. Sleep clean with Miracle. Go to trymiracle.com slash beat to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo, BEAT, at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com beat and use the code BEAT to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40%. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash beat to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. And now let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Fume. Cold turkey, it may be great on sandwiches, but there's a better way to break your bad habits. We're not talking about some weird mind voodoo from your wacky neighbor or some sketchy message board. We're talking about our sponsor, Fume, and they look at the problem in a different way. Now, not everything in a bad habit is wrong. So instead of drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habit? Fume is an innovative, award-nominated device that does just that. Instead of electronics, fume is completely natural. Instead of vapor, fume uses flavored air. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses all natural delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Your fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, giving your fingers a lot to do, which is helpful for de-stressing and anxiety while breaking your habit. The first time I used fume, I was shocked at how flavorful and fresh it tasted. Now, it's easy to hold and perfectly balanced and quite honestly, extremely fun to fidget with. The real wood material and sleek design definitely classes it up, and I feel pretty darn cool holding it. Stopping is something we all put off because it's hard, but switching to Fume is easy, enjoyable, and even fun. Fume has served over 100,000 customers and has thousands of success stories, and there's no reason that can't be you. Head to tryfume.com and use code BEAT to save 10% off when you get the journey pack today. That's tryfum.com and use code BEAT to save an additional 10% off your order today. Welcome back to Political Beatdown. We are live right now. Want to remind everybody also that 
right after these lives, we have a bunch of new videos that load on the feed throughout the day, breaking news. And we've got a great story coming up right after this from Jessica Denson, who's responsible for bringing down Donald Trump's non-disclosure agreements. The class was just certified and Jessica Denson and her lawyers speak out about it. We're going to be playing that right after this show. Michael Cohen, I want to show you this press conference that was given yesterday by the New York Attorney General Letitia James after Donald Trump showed up. He did his Trump routine where he rants and raves like a lunatic and then he talked about how I'm stuck here. I'm stuck here. And then they said, so are you going to stay here? And he goes, well, I'm going back. I got to watch the golf tournament. He's absolutely not stuck there. It's a civil case. He's deciding to show up. He's going to have to show up when he testifies, but that's about it. Let me show you this from New York Attorney General Letitia James. Play the clip. He's called me venomous. He's called me disgraceful. He's called me radical. He's called me a racist. And this is only week three. The reality is, is uh, that... None of his behavior, which can best be described as performative, will change what's happening in the courtroom. The courtroom, as you know, uh, where we have submitted evidence, and the evidence is clear, and that is he inflated his statements of financial interests to enrich himself and his family. And nothing will change that, not the attacks on me or anyone. At the end of the day, uh, we are here to seek justice, and we will seek justice. Um, and so um, I look forward uh, to seeing Mr. Trump again. I understand that he will be returning next week for Michael Cohen. Um, but we are here to enforce the law and nothing will change that. No attacks, no words. I will not give in. I will not give up. I will only serve justice and enforce the law. Thank you. Michael Cohen, your name was mentioned in that press conference given by New York Attorney General Letitia James. Would love to hear your response. Well, once again, I just want to thank her for acknowledging, um, you know, my participation in this. Uh, you know, you don't really get that often, uh, whether it's from an attorney general, a district attorney, uh, whether it's from, you know, Mueller's team. Yeah, they'll, you know, they'll include it in their book. They include it in their report. But you very rarely have anybody like Tish James. And that's why I always refer to her as our unsinkable attorney general. Uh, she knows this case. Let me be very clear about it. Um, you know, her prosecutors know this case. They know exactly what they have. And what they have is going to be a civil conviction. And as I have uh, stated early on, and uh, I like the fact on how she even wrote the complaint, which is a baseline of $250 million, the disgorgement is going to be substantially greater than $250 million when you start to tack on interest and principal uh, and, um, and uh, fines. Uh, all of this is going to get uh, pulled in into one gigantic number. And again, I believe that that number will even exceed $600 uh, million. I think it'll maybe even get into the sevens, which is devastating because Trump's liquidity is not um, strong enough 
in order to handle this type of fine. And you look, let me be clear about this. The second that he loses, we all know what the lawyers are doing. They're running off to the appellate court, but it doesn't make a difference because it's a period of time before which the appellate court ends up rejecting the uh, determination by Judge Ngoron since this is a bench trial uh, based upon damages. That's all that this is going to be about. This is a damages case, and it's a damages case that's determined by Judge uh, Ngoron, who happens to so far, uh, you know, have been very, very fair to both sides uh, and really taking full uh, and total control over his courtroom. So good for him. I hope he, you know, I hope I hope he uh, does the same thing when I'm on the stand. You know, the funny thing is I didn't really get a chance to finish early on when I said that, you know, obviously uh, I need to go in for this procedure and so on. And I have now pushed that procedure off so that I could ensure that in, you know, relatively short order uh, that I will be able to testify. So all of these assholes that want to sit there and, be, oh, you know, you're afraid to face Donald and so on. Um, no. No. And instead of trying to play, you know, oh, I, I can't go because of health issues and so on. I'm actually putting my own health issues to the side so that I can make myself available and testify because my testimony is vital. And it's, again, one of the reasons I believe that Tish James, you know, has now mentioned my name on a multiple, uh, multiple of um, occasions uh, during these uh, press announcements. And for that, I am truly thankful for her for the acknowledgement, because I certainly haven't gotten anything other than that from anybody. She mentioned next week in the press conference uh, insinuating that you would be testifying next week. Is that the case? Do we know the date of when? So, I, so I don't. And um, yeah, it's a great question, Ben. Uh, I don't have it when I do get it. Obviously, I'll let everybody know. I'm. My hope is that it does not interfere in our 4.30 to uh, 5.30 uh, PM Eastern Standard Time uh, or 2.30 to 3.30 Pacific. Um, uh, yeah, uh, no, uh, 1.30 to 2.30 uh, Pacific Standard Time. Uh, my hope is that uh, it does not, uh, you know, interfere with, you know, uh, with either. But clearly, if you have been watching what's been going on, cross-examination by Trump counsel, they have had basically every single witness on that stand for at least two days between direct and cross. Um, you know, my hope is that they don't plan on doing the same to me, though, of course, you know, <laughs> that's wishful thinking. Uh, so I do have to be physically and mentally in the right place in order to put in 24 hours or so onto the stand, uh, you know, listening to the bullshit of folks like Alina Habo or Chris Kais or um, whatever the Cliff other guy's Robert. name is, uh, Cliff Robert, you know, uh, you know, to sit and to listen, you know, to their stupidity. And obviously, I have no interest in allowing them to you know, get off track. And I'm certain that neither do the prosecutors. So I am putting my own health on the line so that I can ensure that I'm there. So if, if in fact that it does, Ben, clearly we'll send out messages uh, to all of you, our brigaders. Uh, but regardless, no matter what time I get home, uh, half hour after that, 
Uh, I have every intention of jumping on here with our brigade, uh, with all of our brigaders uh, and you, Ben, and um, on being on this Midas network and sharing with you the experiences of the day firsthand. That's, oh, that, that will be invaluable. We appreciate that so much and everybody, that's why make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel so you're not missing any of this breaking news and you're not going to miss that moment where Cohen shares with us first here on the Midas Touch Network on political beatdown, what went down. One of the things that the New York Attorney General Letitia James mentioned over and over again in that press conference is evidence. Donald Trump's theatrics, whatever. We want to focus on the evidence, admissible evidence in court. So just talking about admissible evidence in court and contrasting that to Donald Trump's theatrics. Let's talk about just today, just moments before we went live on political beatdown. And I could have given you summaries, and we do hear of all the other days of court, but David McArdle from Cushman and Wakefield testified today involved in the appraisals, communications with Eric Trump, who's purportedly the head of the Trump organization during the relevant time period. And during the examination of McArdle, the New York Attorney General's office rolled the tape of Eric Trump's deposition, distancing himself from appraisals of the property. Quote, I just pour concrete I operate properties. I don't focus on appraisals between law firms and Cushman and Wakefield. This is just not what I do in my day-to-day -day responsibilities. That's the deposition of Eric Trump. As a lawyer in a trial, you can play a party opponent's deposition at any time during the proceeding. So the New York Attorney General's office played that deposition on the screen while the witness from Cushman and Wakefield that did the appraisals, right, the one who has the conversations with Eric Trump was sitting there. And then McArdle was asked, is what Eric Trump says there true? Is the testimony consistent to what McArdle recalled Eric Trump's role to be at the Trump organization? And McArdle said, no, what Eric Trump was saying is not true, is not accurate. And that is evidence. Let's compare evidence, admissible evidence, testimony to what Donald Trump and MAGA are focused on, which is just the theatrics, the angriness, the weirdness. Here is Donald Trump yesterday. He's not there today. You'll see why in a moment. Here's Donald Trump saying that basically I'm stuck here. They want to keep me here instead of campaigning in Iowa. And then he's asked, just moments later. So are you, are you going to stay here? It's a civil case, so you're not required to be here. He's like, nope, I think I'm just going to go back to uh, uh, Miami and watch a golf tournament here. Play this clip. But this is what we go through because they want to keep me here instead of Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina, and lots of other great places. They want me to be here. Will you be back tomorrow by any chance? Probably not. Uh, <laughs> Uh, probably we're having a very big uh, tournament, professional golf tournament yes, at Doral, so probably. And here, Donald could Trump. You imagine, could you imagine? I mean, for God's sakes, he can't. First of all, he doesn't have to be there, as you said, Ben. It's a civil. It's a civil case, uh, and he already knows he's losing. He was. He came in because. 
because he ended up wanting to face off with me. That was his big thing. He's going to scowl at me. He's going to make faces at me. Oh, uh, he's going to intimidate me. I don't think so. And, you know, it's let, let him do whatever the hell he wants to do. But what, would he, what was he really doing there? It's called free advertisement, right? He has to go to his golf course where there's a big golf tournament going on. And, you know, it's, again, it's all about braggadocia. It's all about, you know, self-promotion, branding, and so on. I mean, it's really, it's really very funny. You know, he's forced to be here, you know, but, oh, now all of a sudden he's leaving because he's got a golf tournament. Could you imagine anything stupider to say you know it's almost like ah, I, I can't go i have to go watch a golf match i mean <laughs> it's so it's so ridiculous as if the golf match the golf tournament is over in one day you're not talking about the finals of the of the world cup or whatever i mean it's 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 comical it's donald and so on but hey, go, go ahead ben there was something that you wanted to bring up well i'm going to show you these other clips do, do you remember that was a 10 years ago, the Ellen DeGeneres show. And there was that kid who was like, apparently I like to go to the amusement park. And apparently I, I, I'm on live TV. <laughs> I made the connection last night and I just may be totally delusional. Ben, was that you as a kid? No, there's there on the Ellen oh, show. Oh. There was this kid who was interviewed, who was the apparently kid, and it went viral. There's like sixty six. Got it. And, and, and he goes, apparently, my daddy tells me that I could apparently. And, and when I heard, it, I'm like, wait a minute, that's exactly how Donald Trump speaks. He speaks like the third grade apparently kid. What? <laughs> apparently, <laughs> um, I'm here, and apparently, <laughs> so watch Donald Trump here. He compares himself to. I don't know, be, being unable to watch a golf tournament to what's uh, going on. And he, he somehow connects it to Israel. Here, play this clip. So we will be uh, here tomorrow. As you know, they have the big golf tournament at Doral, which I own, and I was going to go to it, but I find this very interesting. And so I may or may not be here. I'm not sure. I probably would like to go to Doral and watch the tournament. It's a tournament. It's the big final tournament of the year. And it would have been nice to have seen it. It'll be on television. We'll see what happens. But this is a disgrace. Should have never, ever been allowed to happen. I'll tell you, another thing that would have never happened is the attack on Israel. Apparently, there's a golf tournament. Apparently, but did, that you, I wanna... but did you notice the, the bulk of what Apparently. he's saying is nothing more than a commercial? Hey, at my Doral golf course, you know, it's one of the finest golf courses, and they're having a big tournament. It's going to be on TV, but who cares about that? I find this very interesting. I mean, everything about the guy is nothing more than a branding opportunity. That's it, plain and simple. Apparently, I'm being held accountable. I'm, I'm sorry if that's yeah, annoying. Apparently, here, apparently, if you all can watch that and see what I mean, and, and maybe I just think that in my own mind, but it is what it is. I wanted to share with you. Here's the next video where Donald Trump whines and says, "It's rigged. It's all rigged. Hostile group of people." Because what happened was Donald Trump was making all of these noises during trial. He was like grunting and moaning. And Judge and Goran yesterday was apparently apparently <laughs> Judge and Goran was like, "Hey." <laughs> Could you be quiet, please? Let the witness let, let the witness testify. Watch this. We have no rights whatsoever. Any company coming to New York would be crazy because it's a setup. There's a rigged trial. We have a hostile group of people. We have a very hostile judge. I hate to say it. We have a very, very hostile judge. 
And I think everybody knows that, and we see that. But the good thing is, we have all of the evidence on our side. They have nothing. And it's a case that should have never been brought. Uh, I just read many, many articles saying this case is a disgrace to our nation. So there you have. You know what he's. You know what he's saying there. So <laughs> he's so stupid. He's turning around. He's saying, "There's. We have all of the documents. We have all of the information." By the way, did you see that? It appears that there were documents that he decided not even to turn over. That Pull it up, salty. Pull it up, salty. Yeah, salty. that they managed to find and so on. Yet again, right? It's the same thing as the you know the documents at Mar-a-Lardo where he refused to turn them over. It's all the same thing, but it doesn't make a difference because there are many articles, many articles have been written, and you see, you see, it's the truth. There are articles that say this is a witch hunt. That is not true. And the funny thing is, who is he? Who is he referencing? Sean Hannity. Alex Jones, you know, all of the all of the legitimate journalists that are out there. Here, here is the letter right here that New York Attorney General's office sent to the judge after Forbes forwarded emails that Alan Weisselberg claimed didn't exist, which Weisselberg and the Trump organization were required to turn over. So New York Attorney General Letitia James is asking for the independent monitor to conduct a forensic exam now of Weisselberg and the Trump organization emails for a finite period of time to determine if there's actually systemic issues, duh, in the document production by Donald Trump and the other co-defendants, including Alan Weisselberg. One of the things that is, is, is so interesting, but then I want to move on and quickly talk about what's going on in Congress, is this email, these type of emails that Forbes turned over to the New York Attorney General's office, where Weisselberg was clearly involved in these communications, which he disclaimed he had any involvement at all in. But this is September 16, 2016. I mean, I think you, you, you were in the orbit then, Cohen. And um, it says from Weisselberg to others in the Trump organization, David Orwitz and Raymond Flores, Forbes is reducing the value of our hotel management company. I will be back in the office about 2.30 and would like to discuss with you. I mean, setting aside the fact that this puts him on notice of the emails and the valuations, Forbes is a freaking magazine. <laughs> Forbes is reducing it. Who, who give the fact that that's what they were caring about? Oh my God, Forbes magazine! Please don't do that, Forbes magazine. Who, Forbes magazine, and the, that they were yes, ben, they were. Ben, remember something. What's important to you, and what's important to our brigaders, what's important to me, is not necessarily what's important to Donald, because. What he was able to do or he, what he wanted to do is the, the more that Forbes and other magazines validated the statements of his net worth on that he was worth six billion, seven billion, ten billion dollars, the more that the more that he was able to use those articles in order to obtain other types of benefits. That's that's plain and simple what the ultimate goal was, as well as bragging rights. I mean, he would then get, you know, uh, 30 of them, you know, 50 of them, and he would circle them and hand them out to people who would come in to do business or things like that. Hey, by the way, did you see? I'm like number 126. 126 out of 400. 
He goes, and he goes, it's not even a fair and accurate reflection. My assets are much bigger than that. We just don't give them out. I mean, that's the way that he would play this thing. But, you know, Ben, as we start to, like, wind down, there's two things that I'm going to ask all of our brigaders. First of all, we just passed 600 uh, on Patreon, uh, you know, um, patrons uh, on our Patreon. So that's a little bit of breaking news here for us. Let's get to 1,000, all right? And then the goal would be to get even more, and then 2,005. I really do. want to do. I really want to turn this thing into a movement. It's what, you know, I tried to do with Maya Culpa with, uh, you know, with my listeners there or with even here, our political beatdown, but it, Patreon as well. In that way, we can really have a full thing. But as you know, in every single beatdown, somebody has to get the two fingers salute. And we really haven't talked about it, but if you've noticed with Jim Bag Jordan, again, now it looks like he's going to be the third vote, and he keeps losing votes. First time, he had 20 nays. Now he has 22. So the asshole's going in the wrong direction. But the thing that bothers me the most, and this guy definitely deserves the two-finger salute, is the Republican from Georgia, um, Austin Scott. I always forget the guy's name because I don't give a fuck about him. But Austin Scott, Republican from Georgia, what does he do? He turns around and he says, literally, um, uh, to Brianna Keeler the other day on CNN. It was fabulous. And I have a great relationship with Brianna. I did even after the whole, you know, says who thing, which by the way, I happen to have been right about. But putting all that aside, I think she's a great interviewer and she doesn't take stupidity and she doesn't listen to bullshit. The guy is blaming Democrats. He's blaming Democrats for Kevin McCarthy being ousted. Well, somewhere along the line, I think we all saw with our own eyes and heard with our own ears, it was actually started and effectuated by Matt Gates, right? And that there were eight or 10 individuals that turned around and jumped onto the chaos caucus and they had McCarthy removed. All of a sudden, this guy is blaming, it's the Democrats' fault, 96% of the vote to oust McCarthy is the result of Democrats. And she, of course, called it, what did she, uh, she called it mathematical gymnastics. And I thought that was just a fabulous way to describe it. And so for being this disingenuous, a member of Congress whose sole responsibility is to represent the, his constituents and, you know, benefit um, you know, the American people in his um, performance, in his job. The fact that you could sit here, blame Democrats because the GOP's house is in such disarray. There's only one thing that I can offer you. And all right, um, Austin, again, I always forget this fucking asshole's <laughs> name. Right? It's Austin. unbelievable. I cannot remember his name. Austin. Austin. There's only one thing that I can offer him. And Ben, I'm going to ask you to join me. You get the two fingers salute, you fucking idiot. All right. The bottom line is that your fucking house is in disarray. You can't elect. How fast do you think Hakeem Jeffries, if in fact we were democratically controlled, would be sworn in as Speaker of the House? How about like on the first shot? The whole thing would be started and finished in under 45 minutes with them. There is no chance. And hopefully Jim Begg Jordan does the smart thing and pulls out because he's making an asshole out of himself, a bigger asshole than what he is, really is. And the whole GOP is absolutely incomplete. They're just disheveled and that they're just in complete disarray. And thanks to this disarray, 
Rest assured, you know what you're beginning to see? You're beginning to see an absolute dive in um, your support of the Republican Party because they're just, again, they're just completely out of control and they have problems amongst themselves. Yet they, of course, blame it on the Democrats. No one's buying it. You hear that, Austin? You hear that, Austin? <laughs> that was so Austin good, Con. Austin, Austin Scott. Um, but voter apathy um, is one of the things that Republicans rely on. And so wh while we are one of the top YouTube shows in the world right now, I, I, haven't, I haven't checked right. We have 19,000 people live right now. I assume that's either one of the top three right now on YouTube in, in the world. Here's what I want to remind you all of, because I want to direct your attention to things that a lot of people aren't paying attention to right now. And that is very soon there is going to be a vote in Virginia that's going to determine the power of the Virginia House and Senate. And it is so critical. And because it's not a year in, in 2023 where the governor is up or where there is like a midterm at the federal level or a presidential race, one of the things the Virginia GOP is relying on is that there are more Democrats there if Democrats vote in Virginia. And they're relying on just people not really realizing that there's an election taking place. And so I think at the end of it also, as we talk about registering people to vote, as we talk about you know your involvement in the beatdown brigade, this community, if the margins on some of these races is going to be about five to 10% of the audience that's watching this right now. 3,000, 5,000, and that doesn't include the people who are going to be watching beat down by the time this video ends, which will be on the low end, 300,000 on the high end, probably close to a million or, or potentially more. So if every one of you direct your attention right now to the uh, Virginia election and spend the next 10 days doing things to call people that you know in Virginia, spreading on social media, anybody you know in Virginia, remind them of how important yep. this is because what they're going to do right away, what Glenn Youngkin's going to do in Virginia, he is going to try to make sure they take away a woman's reproductive rights. And not only that, but Glenn Youngkin is also planning this nationwide campaign. He thinks he's cracked the code of how to um, take away women's reproductive rights, but make it appear palatable with the vest that he does and the whole little shtick. So that's their plan in Virginia to not just do that right now, but to turn that into a nationwide plan to take away our freedoms. So that's my call to action to you right now as well of a way you could help. So focus on Virginia, spend the next 10 days, focus there. Now, um, remember to go to patreon.com slash political beatdown. You heard from Michael Cohen. Cohen, you know and what? I got, two more, I got two more things I want them to hear from. First and foremost, December 9th, I'm going to be at New York City Winery here in the city. It's going to be like a live mea culpa conversation, uh, basically discussing a whole lot of stuff, including the book Revenge. Uh, so if you happen to be in the New York, New Jersey, Connecticut area, tri-state area, December 9th, it starts at 2 o'clock, New York City Winery, it's winery uh, New York City, uh, City Winery, New York City. 
Um.com is what I think it is. But more importantly, if you go to my to my um, X, which is former Twitter uh, page, at pinned at the very top, you'll see. I'm asking every one of you, and then we have a lot of people that are on this, and a lot of people are going to watch it. I'm asking each and every one of you to do me a favor. One favor is what I'm asking. I want Joe Biden to see exactly what's happening. Right now, Democrats are controlling government. Where is my pardon? I'm not going to pay for a pardon like people paid Trump and Kushner and others, according to the allegations. All right. Some of these people have absolutely, I mean, they were, they had 17, 18 more years left. You'll see that I pinned to it where you can basically go, you tap onto the link, and you could do it uh, simply by uh, online. And if you would, do what the others are doing. Post a screenshot of, of your thing. And let's get this thing viral. Let's force, let's force government to go ahead and to do the right thing. Because I'm now finishing with my pardon application. Very soon you'll see it on TV. I'm planning on hand delivering it to the DOJ, to the pardon office. And I'm going to work my ass off to figure out how to get it into Joe Biden's hands as well. All right. And so with all of your help, Together, I want to. Ma- I want to make this thing. I want him to turn around and to undo what Donald Trump has done, because there's absolutely no reason uh, for you know for it not to be um, you know for it not to be done. None of it makes any sense at all. And again, if you read the book Revenge, you certainly understand exactly the position. So if you do that, I would greatly appreciate it. Michael Cohen, always a pleasure. We just loaded the Trump NDA killer. Jessica Denson delivers the final blow to Trump in court. Check that out. That video is posted right now on the Midas Touch feed. Also, patreon.com slash political beatdown. Let's try to get to 1,000 patrons on the political beatdown. And for everybody who's a member right now of the Patreon if you think the exclusive content that we have is worth it, share in the chat what your experience is with patreon.com slash political beatdown in case others are on the fence. Should I join? Should I not join this thing? Patreon.com slash political beatdown. We'll record the after show right now. It posts within about 45 minutes and uh, subscribe right now. Thank you so much, Beatdown Brigaders. On behalf of Michael Cohen and myself, you are the best. We're so grateful for you. Let's keep promoting our democracy. Remember what I said about Virginia. Have Virginia on your mind right now. We'll see you next time on Political Beatdown. Patreon.com slash Political Beatdown. Shout out to the Brigaders. Shout out to the Midas Mighty.